hello and welcome to another episode of Extraneous. Supernatural edition. Guys, we're back. New episode <laughs> of Supernatural for now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So excited. Um, I feel like we should say that like in addition to being uh, the first episode back, we are also like every other podcast recording from our homes. <laughs> yep. We are. We are. We are responsibly social distancing or self-isolating. Basically, we're never leaving our homes. Yeah, ever, ever again. Um, <laughs> and the, honestly, that means that we have more time to sit here and talk about Supernatural. True, true. Uh, but first, our Patreon. Uh, we mentioned this last episode, but we have a Patreon for all of the Mischief Media podcasts. It's at patreon.com slash making mischief. Yeah, and there's lots of cool stuff there. You can come and check it out. We've got lots of bonus content up already. Um, our bonus content is either about... Hold on, it's Monday. I think our bonus content is coming out, or by the time you listen to this, it will be out. Regardless, we have fun bonus content. They're outtakes, and they're ridiculous. And they're completely crazy for every episode. <laughs> um, not every, but like most episodes, we have like a lot of outtakes, honestly. It's from when we used uh, to do two hours of recording and got sleepy, and then everything got wacky. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you can also get access to the Discord community with mm -hmm. uh, content from all of the different c fandoms. Uh... But like the different podcasts and also like other stuff. Like when you join the community, you get access to the entire Discord, not just like the one for the podcast you listen to. So like we have a channel right now where people are sharing different recipes because, again, folks are home. They're like, I don't know what to do. And it's like, here, let's let's share some fun cooking things that will keep you know lunch and dinner interesting and like people are posting pictures of their co-workers who are currently their pets like it's really <laughs> it's like actually a really good time the discord's a comfort right now <laughs> yeah and there are a lot of cool other physical perks like merch pack and things yeah 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 so like one more time if you want to check that out and you really should because you love us and we'll love you even more uh it's patreon.com making mischief and now supernatural oh wait first what First, I'm Takia. Crap. <laughs> and I'm Leah. And this wouldn't be an episode of our podcast if we didn't wait until like six minutes in to introduce ourselves. I will also say that there's something about not seeing each other face to face because uh, it feels like sometimes we can cue each other into, uh oh, we forgot to do this. And I can't look at you right now. So, yeah. Oh, well, we're figuring it out. Supernatural. Uh, so, this episode, Galaxy Brain, what happened what's the like five second summary not so, really five seconds <laughs> not really five seconds but the tldr is jack is being basically tailed by a reaper because billy knows he's probably going to do bad and she needs him to stick to the plan uh one of the things that happens while he's sort of in the bunker chilling with every chilling they're not really chilling they're just kind of in a holding pattern is that dean gets a call from jody who needs him to come quick because dark kaya has basically lured her into a trap because she wants to lure Dean into a trap because she wants her spear back. Um, mm -hmm. Dean's like, oops, I broke it. And I was like, oh, that's right. That's what happened. I forgot what happened to that spear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, in addition to the spear, what she really wants is to get back to her home world. Precisely. She needs the spear and she needs Jack to open up a rift so she can get back. And the reason she wants to go back is twofold. One, because what's up? God is destroying all of the other Earths. He's like, nah, let's focus on the main game. So she wants to go back to where she believes she belongs. And B, surprise, surprise, 
Kaya is alive. OG Kaya is alive in the bad place. And she wants to, she feels bad. They're connected. She can see her suffering and she wants to go get her. Honestly, plot twist. I gasped. (laughs) Good. I'm glad that I wasn't the only one that was like really surprised. Like I had kind of completely left like old, like original Kaya, like she was totally dead in my brain, um, like never to be seen again. No, yeah. No, with the, with the quote unquote death of wayward sisters, I was like, we're never resolving this. So when he was like, she's alive, I literally went, <gasps> like, I guess like my mother gasps at things. Like it was, <laughs> it was very obnoxious, but that's what happened there. Jack decides that even though he's not supposed to use his powers, that he's gonna anyways because he wants to save Kaya because he still feels bad and that it's, it's his fault. And because he's a Winchester. Because he's a big damn hero. Uh, so they go and they hop into the other world. Manipulate the Reaper to like let them do all of the hijinks. It was pure Winchester. Yeah, but also this like... I love the idea of this random reaper having this spell to reinforce the god sigils around the, I don't know, it just all felt so supernaturally made up. <laughs> oh, for sure. What's the word I'm looking for? It was just, it was very um, handy. All of it was very handy. But also like, hey, remember that warding that came down four seasons ago and you forgot to put back up? And they're like, huh? Like, <laughs> we all were like, oh, confused. No, but yeah, they go, they get Kaya, they bring her back. Everything seems to be happy. And then JK, here comes Billy with the scythe, killing her reaper for disobeying her rules and looking at the boys going, I told you, you had to follow the rules because this is the way to defeat God. Get it together. And that was basically the end of the episode. And that's what you missed. On Glee. I really didn't want to do it. Like it started to come out of my mouth. Oh God, the times. So how did you feel about the episode? I was excited for Supernatural to be back. Um, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I expected, like, a lot more high drama and, like, maybe someone to die and for, like, really high stakes and for them to lose, you know? Like, I was expecting it to be a, a, like, big, meaty episode, and it wasn't that. And so I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is Mm -hmm. nice. I felt the same way, yeah. I was like, something felt un... Not unimportant. It it did feel less, like tense or or meaningful than the other episodes were and luckily i think for all of us is that supernatural it was done by design like we yes we've talked we talked about this between ourselves but like it was very clearly a a setup episode we did a lot of work in the first 11 episodes and you can't just go from jack coming back and we have a plan to enacting that plan you need a middle ground and that's what this episode was in addition to doing like the table setting part of everything that we need also the supernatural writers seem to like not want to make us completely suffer all season so they're not killing everyone willy nilly <laughs> so i was not pre- i'm not prepared for happy endings make us suffer <laughs> i'm i think that that's going to screw up all of the all of our like guesses and speculation if they're not in it to just like rip our hearts out then i don't know what the rest of the season's going to look like oh they oh they're not they just they're giving everybody happy endings they the only people the only person who so far has not had a happy ending is catch Everybody, everybody, he's dead. Everybody else, Eileen is back to life. I mean, presumably we'll see her again. Garth and his wife are chill and have a cool family. It looks like Jody and the wayward sisters are like all about to live their happily ever after. Yeah. I'm genuinely appreciative of it, but I so did not expect it that I think I'm not, I was not prepared to accept happy endings. 
So because of that, I feel weird, right? Yeah. I mean, you know that I'm like a broken person. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm kind of, uh, I'm going to be a little disappointed if I don't get a little bit of heart wrenching, right? Like, how do right. you know if you love someone? love something if it doesn't hurt you (laughs) you are so broken (laughs) i mean lucky for us there's i i think we're correct in that the boys aren't going to walk out of this together so like i think we'll get it by the end we'll see we'll see um so the title was galaxy brain yep yep which is like that meme right the um Mm -hmm. where it's like three stacked images of uh a brain getting firing neurons or something yeah. until it like explodes and looks like a supernova. And the joke of it is like you've come around from like knowing a thing to being super smart about it. Like you you just you went too far to the point where you've kind of wrapped <laughs> back around to stupidity again is the, <laughs> is the bit there. Yes. Yeah. I feel like people are starting to use it like as an insult on the Internet. Right. Like, hey, Galaxy Brain. Yeah. How did it relate to the episode? So like I think it's twofold. Right. I think that one part is forget that it's a meme on the internet or whatever like chuck is a brain that made a bunch of galaxies i feel like you could genuinely look at this this way like i'm not not we watched him destroy a whole bunch of his worlds i kind of feel like that's half the joke i love i love that i actually honestly hadn't even thought about like it's so obvious it's right there which is kind of a layer of part of yeah it's like that's the joke is like this is so obvious um but i also think that uh what you were saying about there being like a lot of plans that are that were happening um Mm -hmm. billy's plan that no one knows and chuck's plan that he's finally starting to act on and Mm -hmm. the winchesters themselves trying to figure out like how to defeat chuck there's a lot of plans that are happening and it wasn't till the end where Billy shows up and is like, what on earth are you kids doing? That I was like, oh, this is because the Winchesters are dumb. Like, this is, I was like, oh, this is Sam's, yep. like, uh, not speech, but, like, Sam's whole, like, talk that he does at Billy. And she's just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, I was like, I was like, Sam, sit down. <laughs> Galaxy brain. Like, I was like, this is, like, that felt like the moment that the title was referring to. Yeah. How often the Winchesters see themselves as the, like, big heroes of every moment and they can figure out, figure their way out and they can come up with a plan to defeat any number of gods and things like that. And now they're up against, like, the god, right? The one that honestly has been behind them and, like, fueling all of their plans and like making it so that they come out alive they're up against him as the big bad and they're getting this like help from billy and they're too stupid to like take it um and like listen and i think that that into me is like what's going to be either the thing that in the end like is the right plan because they're winchesters and they always figure it out or it's going to be like the downfall weakness um, and I think that like so far with this season of Supernatural, the thing that we have said a couple of times, I think on episodes here is just that like so much of it is face value. Like what is ha- like what is happening is what is happening. Yeah. It isn't like an extra like sneaky layer. There isn't like more there. Like it is at face value. And I think that like the boy's instinct to like bulk at authority and to like try to weasel out and figure out something 
uh, when Billy is like telling them, no, I have a plan. I know exactly. I have literally read the book, you dumb children. Yeah. Um, is what's going to end up getting them into trouble. There's something about too, like, and not necessarily with the with the title itself, but like along those lines, there's something about the fact that watching them be like, you are not allowed to use your power. You really should not be dragging a reaper into this. We really should not be going against Billy. We really should be just like waiting for our turn to make sure that we can handle this. But like, there's something about it would not be supernatural and they would not be the Winchesters if they weren't doing like making like the small moves that for the reason that they feel is right and jeopardizing the big picture. Like, that's just not how they work. And so even the whole yeah. time, I'm like, you guys are, you guys are so dumb. Like, the bit where, where Jack, you, you saw him, like, make the decision and, like, grab Dark Kaya, like, move his hands, and then he, like, used his powers to dreamwalk with her. Like, that yeah. was, like, I was going, no, 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 because he's not supposed to use his powers. So I'm just yelling at the TV. But simultaneously, he has to do it. And if Jack hadn't have done it, I would have been concerned about the state of Jack's soul and purpose in this show. You know what I mean? Like, I needed yeah. him to be that person and to stand up for what he thought was right and to fix what he felt like he needed to fix, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that the idea of every single life being as important as the big picture um, is very Winchester-y and mm-hmm. is kind of a constant theme, right? Yeah. There were a lot of really great small moments throughout this episode that just reminded you of the reasons why you root for the Winchesters, even if it's not, you know, like it was it was just a lot of the little things, like the little actions that they were taking, the way that they talked to people, all of the decisions that Jack made. Like it reminded me of why I love Jack so much. And I was like, it looks he looks like classic Jack again, like. At the beginning yeah. of the episode, Sam was saying how he was worried that Jack, he was like, he doesn't even have a soul. What do we know? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know about his soul, man, but he doesn't, he's not acting like he doesn't have a soul. He looks like he fucking cares. Yeah. Like, I'm really invested now. Do we think that he's, like, reunited with his soul? I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. I mean, dying sometimes does, like, weird stuff. Maybe it's, like, hitting reset. <laughs> I know, maybe. I mean, like, Cass doesn't have a soul, but Cass has whatever the angel equivalent like maybe that got replaced i don't know i genuinely am not sure but like it looks like like jack's not a robot without feelings i think he has empathy the way that he did yeah yeah i think so too do we see any other themes this episode uh i the really obvious uh as chuck is standing inside of a radio shed in earth too uh, <laughs> is the fact that like no more other distractions no more he says no more no more failed spin-offs time to cancel yeah. the other shows is what he kept saying that really hurt my feelings <laughs> yeah mine too <laughs> i feel like bob barons wrote that with like he didn't type it on a computer he wrote it like with like blood that he likes like came from his own body he's like mm, failed spin-offs like he really met that line but like heavy-handed metaphor as check as chuck tends to write this episode is the setup episode for the end no more. We yes. don't have time. We don't have time to dilly dally. Not that we have been all season, but like Chuck setting up and focusing on an ending is all of us and the entire supernatural cast and crew setting up and focusing for an ending. Yeah. And also like Billy showing up and being like, you guys are messengers of God's death or whatever the hell she said. What did she call them? Destruction? Uh, messengers of God's. Yeah, I think destruction. Messengers of God's destruction. Like, this is the end game. Everybody pay the heck attention because there is an ending 
and you can see it. And if you don't focus up, we're going to miss it. So like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm very excited. I don't know where it, where this works in the, uh, outline of our normal episodes but can we talk about that line messengers of god's destruction i literally started pumping my fists in the air i was that one makes me nervous honestly why because it doesn't mean that they kill him it doesn't mean that they're left standing at the end it's one of those sent it's one of those words or one of those phrases where i feel like characters say it as a way to seem like they're the victorious or like whomever they're charging is going to be victorious. But Mm -hmm. actually in that statement leaves so much room for loss. Yeah. No, I I completely agree with you. I don't like, again, I, who, who knows what's coming, but like (laughs) it felt, it felt like Billy confirming that they were going to defeat God, even if it, you know, isn't a, isn't great for them necessarily, but like, and, like, messengers of God destruction could be anything. Like, they might not physically yeah. get close to him. It might be all Jack. It might be them supporting Jack or, or Cass or, mm-hmm. or whomever. It might be a small decision they make being the thing that whatever like yeah. leads them there. It might be the fact that they're the Winchesters, right? Like, it's their yeah. gospel that Chuck was obsessed with. Yeah, I think that they're going to play a significant role, obviously. Um, but it's just really interesting to me that that phrase was so... It it was it was a big like weighty exciting like phrase that like felt like it still left a lot of space, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I that those honestly like if she'd just been like yeah you guys take out Chuck or like yeah you got like if she'd said it in like even a less flowery way I would probably have been like oh great they win everything's you know happy go lucky, but it's something about like that type of phrase that always like piques my curiosity and it's like okay this is these are the exact words how are they gonna get out of them kind of kind of thing interesting like I'm gonna have to like chew on that a bit because I think you might be right but like for my money it was just like she is a grand creature (laughs) who is big and important in the in the scheme of things and so she says things in big and important ways it was like like she she could have said harbinger you know what I mean and I would have been like screaming on my couch Harbingers! Like I was just very, I got, I got hyped, and maybe I was foolish for doing so, but I definitely was a little hyped. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Anything else? Theme wars? I don't think so. I think that that was the. Those are the big ones, right? Like a lot of like family and destiny. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the family one. Mm-hmm. So in a in a world where we see the like. Supernatural is always the show about the two brothers who, the saving people and hunting things. It's their family business. And they went on this <laughs> journey because dad took them, because mom died. And nothing, like, family, family don't end with blood. Like, uh, it's so, family's always been important in the show. But I think we're, we keep seeing the happy endings that are for folks in family. And seeing it relate to the characters on the screen. I don't know, I don't know how to... I don't know how to do this, but, like, they are really laying it on thick because, like, I already mentioned Garth and Bess and their kids. And Jody gets to take Kaya home to Sioux Falls where she yeah. can make out with her girlfriend Claire and where Patience and Alex have, like, taken care of the house and Alex made vegan lasagna. Like, that is <laughs> – and I assume Donna's going to swing by later. Like, that is a perfect family moment. And Cass keeping Jody back and being like, I really don't want you to go – specifically because 
you need to take care of Claire and you are important to her. And that is, there's nothing more important. Like getting Kaya back is important, but there's nothing actually more important than you getting back to Claire. Like, and Cass being so affected by Jack coming back. And he said it to Dean, like he, when, when Jack returned and he was so happy in that moment like he said I don't remember the words he didn't say happy but like he Cass was saying how he felt so relieved or whatever when he saw Jack back again and the whole thing with uh like Jack seeing the the Sam and Dean with Mary etched into the table and like it, it's just been a lot a lot a lot this season of like that is the way to end and that is the only thing that matters like and it it just feels heavy-handed every time it happens and not in a bad way but like yeah they're really pushing that this season yeah i think that that's really beautiful i think it's going to be great when sam and dean join their parents in heaven <laughs> jesus <laughs> you're a big jerk <laughs> sorry <laughs> But I, I agree. I agree that like family is is has been even more so this season um, coming up again and again. I'm interested because I don't feel like I've seen it a lot on like the cel- celestial level. And I feel like earlier on in Supernatural, that's where we got a lot of the like family mm-hmm. parallels. Right. It was like the family dysfunction. Yeah. The family dysfunction of all the um, all the angels and things. Um, and so I think it's going to be interesting. I think if we see like Amara again, that might sort of tie Chuck into that sense of family that we're seeing a lot of. Yeah. I don't know. I think that there's space to explore it more there. I mean, also, honestly, like Michael's running around. Mm-hmm. I like that they mentioned it too. They were like, oh, like both of them were like, where's Amara? I don't know. I haven't seen her. And they're like, we just not like we have a phone call, a phone number for Michael or forwarding address, whatever they said. I'm like, so you guys do remember things that walk out of your failed division. Interesting. <laughs> hey, there's a whole world outside of the bunker. <laughs> I mean, speaking of family, were there any good bromance? I have one. You have one? Yeah. I'm sure we're thinking of the same one. Okay. Uh, the boys being proud of Jack. The like uh, feels like we're back at the end. Uh, I loved it. It was really, it was really sweet. It was pure. It was just so, especially because I was like, please, God, no, I can't, I can't handle the boys talking about Jack behind his back. You're going to make him mad again or sad. And then you don't trust each other. I was like, I don't want to do this. And then very quickly, Jack was making decisions with his heart more than his head, which is pure Winchester. And he like, like talked the reaper like into a into a corner and like sam and dean were like picking up he was like i'm picking up what you're putting down i know this game we taught you this game <laughs> like it was a lot it was a lot of that like uh, it was just so great and then like putting on guns and they're like we're gonna hop through a rift again boop boop like it was just very it was very pure and i liked it a lot yeah that was great and we got a little bit of a nostalgia moment or, well, a flashback. Did you cheer? Did you cheer? Did you actually cheer? Because I've never heard you quote anything as much as you quote the specific line that happened in this episode. <laughs> I was just, I don't cheer, but I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In the end, I'll freep him too. <laughs> I, 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 like, I liked the OG death so much. Yeah, I know. He was great. So that was a really great moment. And honestly, kind of, I think, reinforcing what we all sort of suspect is the direction that things are going. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was nice to have that flashback. Agreed. Uh, okay, so there are a bunch of 
kind of minor characters that were either like there or just like reference and we've talked about them already but we can go through one by one yeah talk about how maybe their story is wrapping up my question my big question curiosity i guess is like whether or not this was the last time we'll see all of these characters i think so which makes me gives me feelings that are (laughs) sad sad feelings Uh. The only, like, there, there's no way to know outside of, well, it's twofold. One is the feeling that you get at the end, which kind of felt like the happy ending moment, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. But, the, again, the way Kim Rhodes tweeted the last night, it very much made it seem like she was saying goodbye. And outside mm-hmm. of them playing a game so that we don't know who pops up at the near the very end, um, I think that might have been, like, a series wrap on those characters. Yeah. Which, uh, which I just said that and I just made myself upset. <laughs> well, okay. So it was only, it was basically the wayward sisters mm-hmm. that like really had the, I don't know, cameo, I guess. Uh, so like first we saw Dark Kaya and obviously like she's dead with her world, which yeah. is really sad. And I think that it was like a fitting into that character arc, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we got OG Kaya back, which is great and exciting yeah. and totally unexpected. Um, and now I can write fanfic about Kaya and Claire. So <laughs> living their adorable lesbian lives together. Oh God. The little look she had. Did you see the part where like Jody's like, do you want to come back with me to Sioux Falls? And Kaya was like, will Claire be there? And she like looked at the floor and I was like, oh my God, I love <laughs> them. Like I was, and like coming out in Jack's clothes, like. Looking all like yeah. slightly uncomfortable, like oh my god, I was I was so happy to see her okay, and I didn't realize that I wanted that until like she walked out in his comfy clothes and they were smiling at each other, and she's like, "Let's go to Sioux Falls so I can meet my new girlfriend." Like I didn't know <laughs> I wanted all that until I saw it happen. Yeah, Jody makes it out mm-hmm. unscathed, happy, has a whole family, whole ass family. I'm really sad if that's the last we see of Jody. But I also understand, and I, I'm glad that, you know, she has a happy ending. Mm-hmm. But I just, I want more. I know. I do, too. Like, I, I, would, I would feel really something else if that was the end of Jody. But, like, it feels like it is. It sounds like it is, unless the actors are playing us. And it's it's something else, man. Jody came into the, she came into the show with a huge loss, like, losing her husband and child. And it's... yeah. And like I like it, the point has been made so many times over the years that like she has kind of adopted a little like they've they've created a new family and I think it just really was sort of settled in stone kind of in this episode. Yeah. Um, another mention of a wayward sister. We get Alex on the phone. Yeah, she had a whole ass cameo, voice only, but it was <laughs> nice to it was nice to hear her at least. Um, yeah. And they mentioned both Claire and Patience during the episode, which. I think was the nod to account for every single one of them. Which is nice. Uh, we also meet a Reaper and lose a Reaper, but Merle was fun. So <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed this version of a Reaper. I like that every time we get like slightly different reads on what a Reaper is like. And I really enjoyed the, I don't know, sort of like middle America done with your shit, Merle. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, the Reapers are starting to remind me of, like, uh, White Lighters and Charmed, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, this, like, legion hanging out in the... I don't know. It's just, There's something, like, really funny about how many of them there are. Or, like, Watchers and Buffy. Yeah, yeah. 
I think that was mostly it, right? Because this was a really like small episode. Yeah, it was very, very contained. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we saw Billy for real for the first time this season, but like we will continue to see her. But um, I, I think it's worth mentioning that like she's on another level. Like, and they yes. all looked a little bit petrified when she showed up and swung that scythe and dusted her reaper. And like, I loved that moment. Did you yeah. love that? It was so good. Billy showed up. And just, like, killed the Reaper immediately without, like, any sort of pretense or thought or question. And there were their faces were just, like, so shocked. Oh, praise And I was like, yeah, Billy's mad. Stop breaking her rules. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so, like, vindicated for her. I was like, yeah, see, this is what happens when you go and, like, break all the rules delightful oh, God. just i love seeing her own everything it was a lot of fun yeah it's really nice i'm i'm really enjoying honestly i love billy so much more as death like more and more um than mm-hmm. i did when she was like just the reaper yeah she gets to do a little bit more you know what i mean like she she's earned her swagger yes absolutely uh did you was there any music um, there was one very small music cue, and it was one of those things where I caught it and I wasn't sure, and then I had to go back. But the at the very beginning in Earth Two, the woman playing with the um the radios in the radio shed, the song that was playing on the radio was Pop Tart Heart by Surprise Surprise Luden Swain. Been waiting for that to show up in our uh Supernatural episodes. Uh, that's the band that is fronted by Rob Benedict, and <laughs> they are they are mainstays across the supernatural sort of like world. The guys always come to the supernatural conventions um, and usually play on the Friday or Saturday night, whatever night that they have the the band. And so the other actors in the show usually come up and sing songs with them, like their mainstays. So we got a little snippet of one of their songs, and then. Fun fact was the voice afterwards was like, you're listening to W whatever it was coming up next. That voice was uh, executive producer Bob Singer. What? Yeah. That is a fun fact. Yeah. See, I obsessively was (laughs) scrolling on Twitter last night looking for all information. And that was one of the things that came up. So that was, I thought that was a nice little, but literally everybody in Supernatural who has a band, like I'm sure Jared should probably just start a band so he can also put a song on. That's so funny. Are we done? Is there are there more supernatural bands that we? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be like I don't know. Maybe we'll have more Luna Swain, or we'll have somebody singing. Like Brianna sings. Yeah. Brianna Buckminster sings, and we haven't seen Donna. Maybe she has a cameo and she just sings for no reason. <laughs> Maybe she's just wandering around. Like she's just in her car singing <laughs> to the radio, and somebody calls her. So we just get a little bit of her rocking out. I love that. That would be great. Right. So I feel like we pick up a little bit of supernatural lore this episode. Um, yeah. And then like, and that's like, aside from all of the stuff we get from Billy. Yeah. The the one sort of, th- not throwaway, but the one sort of uh, monster that we hear is that at one point Jack says something about needing the, the, the organs or the heart or the tears. I don't know what he said. I forgot already. But of a mandragora. And I was like, like a mandrake root? And then <laughs> Sam and Dean both were like, ah, damn, dad hunted the last one into extinction in Fargo years back. And I was like, oh, so a mandragora is some sort of monster, but we hear nothing else. 
So I don't know. Yeah. We don't know what it was, but but John literally killed the last one. Uh, And we see like sort of snippets. Um, We get like a lot of time on Earth Mm 2 and the bad place we are also very familiar with. But we see snippets of some of the other worlds that God created. And just this idea that he was truly that bored, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, I like that he just like world ended all of them in like different like different magnanimous ways. And it took him. It's interesting to me. It took him a month. Like he had that whole thing where it's like it's not e- that easy to unravel a world. Like he can't snap his fingers like Thanos and dust the world. He had to work to unravel it. So you saw like super storms and volcanoes and earthquakes and and tsunamis and all of that. And then uh on earth too they uh they got dinosaur the meteor strike is what took them out so like it took a long time chuck is ridiculous we'll talk about that in a second um (laughs) but i do think it's interesting that he couldn't just unmake a world in a moment yes he had to actively work on it i wonder i mean this is i feel like we could talk about the lore of supernatural and like world creation lore forever because Mm -hmm. i want to like figure out okay why that why is that like why what is it about the way that worlds are created or like maintain themselves that make them hard to disintegrate like what like tell me about it do you have to like work within the bounds of that world Mm -hmm. um but this is not that kind of podcast so we're gonna move on (laughs) i mean it can be just not right now (laughs) we'll save that yeah we get a good amount from billy on like death Mm -hmm. and the how she gained all of the knowledge of death when she became it death um yeah the word death just got said seven times i know (laughs) it's like capital d death or lowercase d death Um, but also just kind of like the power structure between God and death um, Mm -hmm. was really interesting to me. I think she says that like God obviously has a book in death's library um, and in order for the world to like sustain themselves or for in order for God to like leave and have the world continue, he had to create that balance and he had to build himself into the framework. Mm-hmm. And that's like why he can be defeated. That's his big weakness. Yeah. And also like I can't remember who Sam or Dean asked like who writes the books. Um, and we discovered that like the books just sort of show up. They write themselves. Yeah. It was Cass. Cass was like, why would he give himself a book? And Billy's like, the books write themselves. Like the fr- I think it, it was vague. Right. But like I feel like the framework she's referring to is that in order for death and life to do its own thing. God had to be included in all of that. Mm-hmm. So like he couldn't build himself an exit. So he has a book just like the rest of us, which is fascinating. Also, she said the word death's library. I think this is the first time that she's called that death's library. And mm-hmm. that's what you picked up on. Yeah, the key. It's in the bunker. Yeah, it's just been like, I don't know, Billy's fucking office with all the shelves and books. Like it's not like obviously it's a library, but I don't think nobody's ever called it that. So she referred to it as death's library and i was like son of a bitch that key is gonna come back told you but yeah so i'm excited to honestly that whole the whole like last seven minutes was felt like a lot of info dump and table Mm -hmm. setting right it was like these are the pieces that need to be in place this is all of the information that's gonna play out now over the next couple of episodes um you know we're in the end game now Oh, my gosh. So one of the things we we mentioned, like, a whole bunch is how, like, we didn't expect 
this episode because it was a lot of or like we didn't feel about it the same way we have about other episodes because it felt like a lot of table setting and that was purposeful so it's not a knock against supernatural it's not like the writers like messed up they like literally just had to have one of these episodes and so this episode was co-written by meredith glenn and bob barons um bob's a long time both of them are long time writers but bob's been doing it for a while he's been on it for like seven years maybe but he was also the one who was tasked to be showrunner of wayward sisters if it were picked up like he wrote the back door and the pilot mm. and it was going to be his show mm-hmm. um so clearly he has a lot of feelings about the wayward sisters and stuff and he mentioned he did a really nice live tweet and then he did a post-show commentary that was really interesting and i won't read all of it but i'll read the part that i thought was most interesting uh at the beginning of the season, Jared and Jensen spoke with the writers about the final season. Most of the convo was about the ending, but when Loose Ends came up, Jensen made a point of wanting part two of the Dark Kaya Spear saga. Uh, and then Leah's going to say, that's cool because I forgot about the spear. So I'm surprised <laughs> Jensen remembered. Um, okay, back to reading these for real. Uh, he said, I felt it was important because Dark Kaya's promise to Dean in 1409 was so loaded and we never resolved it. Initially, the plan was to do it in season 14, but it didn't happen. That Jensen agreed it mattered gave me some steam to push for it. But this season is very heavily serialized, and finding an actual place for it became really difficult. The opening really came when me and Meredith realized that we needed a consequential Chuck episode to bridge the season around episode 12, which is what we're talking about with the table setting. You need, you need a minute, and that's what this episode began. At various points, the idea for the app was wackier with more hands on Chuck, but the core idea was that Chuck would be ending worlds and we could use Dark Kaya to tell that story in a reasonably contained way, which allowed us to tie off another loose end, real Kaya. The arc of season one of Wayward Sisters was always going to be broadly Dark Kaya versus the Wayward Sisters, culminating in Kaya's rescue and Dark Kaya's tragic defeat. I always wanted to make that death right, but with limited real estate on Supernatural, I had resigned myself to Kaya just being dead. It was only by embedding it in season 15 stories, Chuck, Jack's return to the bunker, Billy's plan, that it felt like it was possible to tie that loose end in a relevant and appropriate way. The episode is about Sam, Dean, Cass, and Jack reintegrating as a family unit in time to face the fight ahead, and by saving Kaya, despite the risks and odds, affirming their share of values. The candy in the middle for me and for those who care about Wayward Sisters was saving Kaya, which like was really nice. That's very sweet. That is the candy in the middle. Right? Like... Especially for, like, I, I remember how he was tweeting when Wayward Sisters, like, it was announced it wasn't being picked up. And you could, f- like, I, you could feel the devastation coming through the computer screen. Like, mm-hmm. especially because, like, you know, they did this backdoor pilot and the first thing they did was kill this character. And you, everybody was like, son of a damn it. Um, <laughs> so, like, the fact that they always meant to, you know. Bring her back. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really great. Also, I like that we're able to make the Wayward Sisters whole as a parallel to like Jack being back with the boys and like the Winchester unit being whole. Yep. Um, it, and honestly, like this episode does a lot for it to be kind of a lighter, I guess, episode. <laughs> yep. Light is a matter of perspective and we're talking about supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does a lot. It's a lot of table setting. It gives us a lot of really useful information. And I'm glad that like part of that is kind of finishing up and tying off these ends um, mm-hmm. as far as the Kaya story goes. Because I liked it. I did too. Yeah. For for all of the, oh, I wish it was a little bit more angsty or, or a little bit more intense or whatever. Like, I, I know that I'm probably going to have, like, 
years down the line in my rocking chair, I'm going to want to come back and watch the episode where we saved Kaya. I don't know. Like, I think that might feel nice in the future. Right now, I'm just too tense for life, so. (laughs) Okay. We've hit the end. Who was extra? I I have my, like, pin tweet. This is always the answer. Pin tweet. Chuck. Yeah. Chuck. Walking into the radio shed. Which, first of all. (laughs) First of all. Radio shed. Everything about Earth 2. <laughs> I honestly wanted more information because Hillary was p- president. And I was just like, from that moment, I was like, you got to take me out of the radio shed so I can see what the world looks like. <laughs> she was in Iowa caucusing for her second term. And I was like, yeah. son of a bitch. I was so angry. <laughs> also, how dare Chuck destroy the world where Hillary gets to be, Hillary gets to be president? How right? dare you? <laughs> how, how dare um, but also, like, literally sitting in a Lazy Boy with <laughs> the, like, eight, like, big screen TVs watching every world burn. Like, uh, As he ate uh. shitty takeout that he made a kid go get for it. I'm like, you're God. You could just snap your fingers and make takeout happen. But for some reason, you made this kid get you takeout. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the poor kid. I know. The moment at the at the end with the poor kid was like, but you're you're going to save us, right? You're going to keep us. Surely. I, I've just, uh, um... What is it? I just waited on you for the last however many days. You're mm-hmm. going to let us live. And Chuck's like, yeah, uh-huh. And walks out to the meteor striking. Seriously. That was the wildest thing. And I was like, Supernatural, I understand what you were doing. And that was a very cool move. But you don't have the budget for meteors. <laughs> <laughs> so... But also my favorite quote of the episode was from that kid where earlier in the episode when Chuck was talking to him and he was saying all the things about the, the different worlds or whatever. And he goes, Sir, this is a radio shed. And I was like, this is the new ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Like, (laughs) I very much enjoyed all of that. Chuck's a jerk and so extra. It's going to be weird to, like, keep watching this, I don't know, whatever Chuck does next is, I feel like, going to have to Mm -hmm. one-up, like, destroying all the worlds, which is a lot. So we've reached the end of this episode, and I think we can take two minutes, very quickly, before we end, uh, to... To address some rumors yeah, that we might have to contend with. I I heard it every time we talked about the end of Supernatural during this episode. I was like, if there is an end. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what we're referring to is that as of right now, the production on the Supernatural has been uh, halted, postponed uh, because of the coronavirus. Along with the production on literally every other television show. Across oh, yeah. Liter- literally every other television show. Um, yeah. You know, we are we are all uh, socially distancing ourselves. <laughs> and it sounds like for the most part, a lot of those shows aren't going to be coming back. Um, they won't be remounting productions um, in order to finish the last couple of episodes of the season. Uh, again, these are like rumors. There's a Vulture article about it. Um, and for shows that, you know, are going to continue to go on and maybe don't have like a huge uh, like uh, story arc, something that's more procedural and you're just one off episodes, like it's OK to end like we all live through the writer's strike or whatever, like uh, understanding that sometimes stuff can't be finished up in a certain way or maybe they can edit things to make it look or whatever um supernatural (laughs) happens to be one of the shows one of the few shows that is not in that luxury of a position because they're ending and they still have two to film yeah so right now we don't know 
how, when the last two episodes of Supernatural are going to be filmed, let alone air. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really, it's a weird time for television, honestly. Yeah. Like, you referenced the writer's strike season, but I keep thinking that, like, at least the writer's strike season, I feel like they rushed to wrap up seasons, right? Like, they, you know, there was an end in sight. People knew when the, like, end was going to happen. Um, and so there was a rush to like keep the season. The seasons were shorter, but they ended. Um, not always great because we all know which season was the writer strike season of our favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Lost. It's such a different circumstance. Yeah. Um, than this unexpected halting, um, and then kind of not knowing. Right, it's gonna be the season where everything just ends on a cliffhanger. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's gonna be really interesting. Um, I think that like it's too early to know what's up. I think the the biggest freak out in terms of supernatural specifically is that, um, by the time the shows are allowed and it or not allowed by the time it is safe for folks to come back and start filming shows again, these directors and writers and crew people, especially on a show like Supernatural that is ending, need to start their new jobs in preparation for next yeah. season. So that's where the conflict is going to come in. Not to, not to mention that Jared has to start filming Walker Texas Ranger. He was due to start filming it almost immediately after Supernatural ended. So like it's going to be interesting. I know that Jim Michaels tweeted last night that uh, because of after the the Vulture article came out, um, so a lot of rumors were going around, um, and nothing has been confirmed yet. But Jim Michaels tweeted, and he said, "Like uh, we will finish the story we set out to tell." Like, and he was like, "Don't know when, but we will." So, like, potentially we might have to hold for a few months until like folks have a break in their new schedules. Like, it, it's going to be interesting, and we'll we'll ride along. We'll see, we'll see what it is. But we don't know yet. But we just wanted to quickly address it. Um, so in this last moment, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Extraneous Supernatural. And we'll, we'll fill you in if our schedules go wacky. But for now, we will continue to record safely apart from each other in our own houses. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, as always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell your friends, especially now that they're like working from home all the time, to check out our podcast. Yes, um, you can't grab their phones from them like we usually say because don't, we're social don't distancing. Yeah, don't touch their phones. That's gross. <laughs> don't be anywhere near them to touch their phones. Um, <laughs> but maybe share it from Spotify. You can like send it to them digitally. You can follow us on social. We're at ExtraneousPod on Twitter and at extraneous.pod dot pod on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> And also, you can email us. We don't say that a lot, but we would totally enjoy an email from you. Um, send us your fanfic recommendations. Please. Send us any, any thoughts or feelings that you have. Uh, we're uh, extraneouspod at gmail.com is how you can email us. Uh, yeah, and remember, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash makingmischief. I think that's enough plugs for now, so we're going to go. <laughs> yeah, stay extra. Bye. Bye.